this is King Kitsu, and you're tuned in to the player review. <laughs> That's... Let me actually do it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whenever Sorry. you're ready. When, now you good, Sorry. whenever you're ready. Oh, okay. <clears throat> do I need to like say hey guys or anything? Yeah, however, as creative or as simple as you want it to be. <laughs> Hello, everybody who doesn't race space in their cosplay. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Let me get serious. Okay, because I gotta go. <clears throat> hey guys, this is King Kitsu, and you're listening to the Blurred View. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. It's your boy Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and you are tuned in to another Blur View session. And today I have on the show with me this Christmas morning my co-host Nainer's cosplay from Blur View After Dark, and King Kitsu, the legendary, the inspirational, the phenomenal Atlanta-based cosplayer. So good morning mm-hmm. and Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you for joining me. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining me on this holiday morning. I know you guys have places to go and people to see, so we're going to make this brief. So today, King Kitsu, we have you on the show. Thank you for coming. As I told you before, we've been prepping for the. I've been prepping for this interview personally for a long time. Um, your journey within the cosplay community, within the black community, it's a very inspirational one, one that's not told very often, and one that's not... Um, understood as well as it should be and we're here to shed light on that and some other things um and for those of you guys who don't know king kitsu is an atlanta-based cosplayer and he is probably the one that you see all the amazing lotor from voltron cosplays online about because that's what or def- the dance videos or the dance videos definitely the dance or the one dance video from holiday Missouri. yeah you're definitely known for that one and the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the men on the men of anime one, right? Like that that was you yeah, a couple I'm weeks ago. Men of anime. Yeah, yeah, I was eyes uh, out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a little, I'm a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie, cause like I can't move like that no more. I'm too old. And I was seeing that video, and I was like, man, they're like, hey, come check out this video, of King Kitsu, and I was like, I can't move like that no more. That was me being nervous. <laughs> that was you being nervous, man. That man. was me being really nervous. All the practice videos, I was like, why wasn't I moving like that? on stage i look so stiff man shoot if that's you nervous magic city can get some money out of you bro (laughs) that's facts but all right so we're here (laughs) but we're not here to talk about your potential strip career we can hit that on the we can hit that on the after dark um but we're definitely here to talk about your uh your transition as of late your your transition so your life transition and so I want you to. We're just gonna cut straight to it. Well, no, we're gonna get to the. We're gonna get to the basics first. So, what, what, what got you into being a nerd, and what, what was that defining moment for you that gave you that no shit? This is me, and this is who I'm gonna be for the rest of my life. Uh, cosplay wise, or like, do you mean like my transitioning, like? No, for like being just being out. just being a nerd in general. We'll get we'll get oh. to that in a second. <laughs> Late nights and like the fifth grade, like staying up late and watching Inuyasha. <laughs> hey, Inuyasha. I I wasn't I wasn't Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z. I was Inuyasha. I was a, I was the furry. <laughs> oh, 
right. They end up watching Tsunami, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. And then Naruto came, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Wowee. I'm committed for life. Here we go. <laughs> so you caught Tsunami on the back end then. with it. Well, no, Inuyasha's been, Inuyasha's been out forever, though. Inuyasha's been out forever. Yeah. And so so Inuyasha, Inuyasha was your first. Is that your favorite anime? Is that like? It was my first, and honestly, I haven't even finished it. I kind of want to finish it so I could... I can have that closure. I haven't even finished Naruto because I refuse to watch it. I'm not ready for that to end. <laughs> uh, Naruto was probably my favorite because it, like, growing up, he was like an outcast. I felt like an outcast, and I'm like, uh, I'm just like this dude on TV, but not really. <laughs> I got that connection with this nerd. <laughs> so when did you start cosplaying? I started cosplaying uh, 2012, maybe. I think 2012 was technically my first time going to like a convention. No, 2011 was my first time going to a convention. I didn't really dress up. I kind of dressed up as an OC, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, And then 2012, I went to a MomoCon. I think it was Momocon and I dressed up as Dead Mouse. So like my first my first cosplay was advanced for a beginner. Like I had made the Dead Mouse head and I actually had the the eyes of it actually LED like lights, but they were the um the little the little electric thing, the electric lights, like when you touch it, the electricity yeah go see it was like that so it was very advanced for me being a first cosplay like and i honestly to this day i'm just like how the hell did i do that like it makes no sense but yeah doing that uh it i literally threw myself into the cosplay community like without even like testing the waters first and i don't regret it it was a it was a good time i had a good time i literally experienced like everything all in one day like the whole like people taking your picture people calling you the wrong thing like people like touching you like people you know talking to random strangers so like it was it was some serious like exposure therapy because i do not like talking to strangers (laughs) (laughs) and so what what keeps you cosplaying oh uh Honestly, as much as I complain about the community, the community, because most of it, most of it is bad things, but also another part of it is good because I have people who, of course, like say the worst things like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is not creative at all. Like, I wish I could bleach my eyes from seeing this, like all this craziness. But then there are young people of color who are just like, hey, I look up to you. I look up to like seeing what you come out with. I look up to seeing like, you know, how you handle this issue and you speaking up about this issue. Like you've encouraged me to do something that, you know, I never could imagine me doing. And that's, that's something that I see myself and other people. Cause like, I always, I've always had confidence issues, um, you know, being black, 
in the cosplay community, you're just like, oh, I can only cosplay like black characters and people will like me then, but really that's not the truth. So seeing me in like the youngin cosplayers, I guess, like <laughs> that helps a bit. But also like I love I love testing myself. I love pushing myself. I love seeing what all I can do. Like for an example, I never even thought that I could do the Voltron armor because I was just like, no, I don't, I'm not smart enough to do LED wiring. Like, I don't know how to calculate that correctly. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I did it for four other people and myself. So I shut myself up real quick (laughs) with that one. So is cosplay like, so you and your girlfriend, you met her through cosplay, correct? I did. I did. I did meet her through cosplay, huh? <laughs> what a bunch of nerds. <laughs> how, how did that work out? Because I had um, I had a sassy black feline and savvy savvy cosplay adventures on my show for cos for a cosplay couples episode. And so the complaint always is that nerds don't often meet, if at all, other nerds to, you know, have relationships with. So how did you guys meet, especially since you don't like people? Well, okay, it's it's really funny because apparently we had met before we officially met. <laughs> and it's so crazy because at uh, ColossalCon, I think in 2016 or no, 2017, I, I don't remember, but I was standing around with a group of my friends, not even looking how I'm looking now. I was wearing like a off-shoulder bikini, like one of those bougie sun hats. <laughs> had a bottle of fireball in my hands and I saw her walking across the pool and I didn't I didn't know it was her. I just knew she was cosplaying Alora and I, I I shamelessly catcalled her and I was like, damn Alora, you looking mighty fine walking across the pool. And she just like smiled and waved. And that was it. I didn't I didn't know it was her, but apparently she had known that it was it was my friend group, but not me. Mm-hmm. But she kind of put two and two together later. Um, I, I just always think that's funny because there's a bottle of fireball in my hand <laughs> in that story. And apparently we had met again. According to her, we met again at Dragon Con. But it was a high and goodbye and we were both also really drunk. <laughs> I don't remember that. But she messaged me on Instagram or something and she was like, do you want to cosplay together at Dragon Con? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We never met up at Dragon Con <laughs> unless it was that drunken high and goodbye. So we were like, let's try again at AWA uh, Anime Week in Atlanta. And so we finally did. Um, I, I didn't think anything of it. Uh, growing up in the cosplay community, I grew up around a lot of toxic people. So that kind of like like poison my thoughts on cosplay and cosplaying with other people. Yeah. So when she asked me to cosplay with her, I was just like, ah, you're not going to pull through. Like, this is just getting my hopes up. Like, I'm not even going to take it seriously. Like I'll wear the cosplay. And if we meet up, we meet up and we take pictures. It's not even, I probably won't even have my phone on me. There's no way you're going to get in contact with me. Um, Like I have my doubts, of course. Um, and eventually she actually managed to get on the cosplay, meet up with me. I helped her, I helped her get sewn into the cosplay at the cosplay repair shop. Mm-hmm. 
and we took a few pictures. We sat down. We wanted to make uh, TikToks together, but there was no signal. And yeah, that's like we pretty much spent the day together. And I didn't think anything of it because I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's another cosplayer who's cosplaying from the same thing as me, and we're wearing the same paladin armor. Uh, no big deal. But then later that night, she found me again and was actually hanging around, and we were drinking together, and one thing led to another, and we ended up kissing, and I was just like, oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's whatever. This happens at conventions all the time, you know. Nerds take <laughs> up with nerds. It's no big deal. And then... Um, and then Holiday Matsuri happened again, and then of course we cosplayed again together. And then after, or the last day of Holiday Matsuri, she had to leave at like 6 a.m. for her flight, and she kissed me goodbye, and I was just like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, like, oh, feelings, whoa, wait, whoa, what? Oh, oh. oh. Man. Man, that's crazy. And then Katsukan, of course, was Valentine's Day, and I, I doubted myself. Like I said, I always doubt myself. I, I have confident issues. And I was just like, is it weird to get her flowers? Is that weird? Oh. Is that weird to get her flowers? And she actually ended up getting me uh, something like a giant monkey ter- teddy bear that I have right here. <laughs> it's like huge. This is Keaton. <laughs> she ended up getting me that. And we kind of like surprised each other with like these big gifts. And I was like, ah. Dang, this is real. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> we got feeling feelings. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Feelings. Yeah, so that happened. And come the beginning of April, I started with my testosterone shots. And then three days later, I asked her to be my girlfriend. And uh, that's that. So, mm. yeah, I don't regret anything. Well, and you know, I, I am gonna call you out right quick because you posted on Instagram. You, you and her did a shoot together. I can't recall the characters, but I do remember the caption. It was the cutest thing. It was like uh, maybe marriage isn't so bad, quote unquote. And I, you know, yeah, everybody thought I was. I mean, we have talked about marriage, but mind you, we're not. We've only been dating for like eight months. Yeah. So, but I mean. Not to sound gay or anything, but I'm totally going to sound gay, but, like, I do see her in my future, and getting married to her doesn't sound that bad, like, but the caption, the caption was because the two characters, Miss Joke and Aizawa, Miss Joke is always asking Aizawa to marry her, Mm. like, will you marry me? And I was just like, let me flip that around. (laughs) Maybe being married doesn't sound too bad. And everybody's just like, oh. (laughs) And I'm just like, come on now, you guys. It's it's too early in this relationship to be thinking about it. But, (laughs) like. (laughs) No, I just, you know, I had to ask. I saw it, so I had to ask. Um, But it's, 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 like I said, it's it's always good to, it's always good to hear a nerd love story. Uh, I know too few nerd black nerd uh or nerd in general couples you know so it's it's always good to have that and you know she's been your biggest support going forward which we'll talk about in a second but um so let's get into the let's get into the meat and potatoes here so you said that you <laughs> i know i'm old i'm sorry <laughs> you said that you relate to naruto because you felt like an outcast so tell us the story Oh man! Oh, oh, we're going back to middle school. Middle school, okay. Um, 
yeah no um i don't know i always had this like relation with naruto because naruto he grew up not really knowing who he was uh you know being bullied and all that stuff being pretty much outcasted and me being me and being weird as sh- i can't cuss i'm not gonna cuss actually, well actually <laughs> you, you, you can cuss actually so, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Me being weird as shit growing <laughs> up in middle school, like, I was just like, yeah, Naruto's being outcasted. I'm being outcasted. Yada, yada, yada. Um, people don't understand who I am and this, this, and that. But really, it was just anxiety and depression at a young age. <laughs> um, Facts. But I always looked up to Naruto because he was like, yeah, believe it, never give up. Always make friends with people. Like, even if a villain is a villain, like, you can always talk things out and, you know, make amends with that person. I still believe in that, but also at the same time, I've learned a lot. (laughs) And I don't go by that, truly. Like, (laughs) I don't go by that 100%, maybe like 85%, like... (laughs) People can do bad things and you can still talk it out and make make amends, but also some people do some things you can't really talk out. <laughs> and so when it came to fe- feeling like an outcast, because um, you know Naruto's biggest thing was that he was different, you know, and a lot of a lot of black nerds they have that where it's like, oh well, you know, they they grew up and black people thought they were weird because they liked you know they like nerd culture so it was like a white thing white people didn't really fuck with us like that because we were black yeah. you grew up in atlanta just like i grew up in atlanta so i i can I, I i have an idea of what you went through playing those sides of the fence um yeah it was it was really bad because you know being mixed which is like so crazy because i remember in uh elementary school i met uh one of my best friends from high school uh it, it's so crazy because I met my best friend from high school. Then my sister met her best friend from high school. Actually, her best friend till this day. She was just over last night. And we're all mixed kids. And it was so weird meeting other mixed kids because, you know, this is like early 2000s. Not a lot of mixed kids were around at the time. And we're just like, so which daddy, like, like is your daddy black or is your daddy white? Because we could be related. Like, that's that's how it was. Like, we thought all mixed kids were related. And then, of course, like, growing up, it was just like, oh, you're not black enough to be black. You're not white enough to be white. You're just in the middle. Like, you just a light skin. Like, so I got that a lot growing up. I don't dwell upon it or anything. Like, I'm me. Um, yes, my father is white (laughs) but yes my mom is black but like i i feel like my dad raised me right Mm -hmm. uh like i'm not on white people bullshit (laughs) so so like i got i got a good like a good culture exposure if that makes sense like my dad he he didn't he wasn't just like oh here's you know the old traditional casserole recipe like the family recipe he, he was like, this is how you squeeze in your chicken. This is how you try it. Like, this is how you do this, this, and that. Also, we're going to listen to Hispanic music while we're cleaning. Like, we, like he, he gave us a good exposure of just pretty much, like, everything growing up. Right. That's good. I mean, I mean, I will say this, though. Like, you know, being from the South, I know when I, when I first got to Georgia at a young age, I was seven when I moved from L.A. to Atlanta, and interracial relationships were, like, frowned upon up until, like... 
<laughs> recently. So, like, I rarely saw a mixed kid. You know, I just thought you guys were light-skinned. And then when I, you know, I was like, like oh, it's lighter, you know. And then when I was like, why is your dad white? Or why is your mom white? Or what's, what's up with that? Yeah. Like, what is that? And so, you know, I mean, I will say this, though. I mean, like, you had a heightened, you know, you, you know, light, you know, light-skinned black people had a heightened uh, sense of popularity, heightened social popularity when Chris Brown came out and Alicia Keys. And then, like, kind of mm. just, like, <laughs> and then Chris Brown beat mm. Rihanna, and it was, like, light-skinned people have issues. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> so, you know. I was never popular around that time. <laughs> so, I mean, I but. Mean, colorism is still alive and well. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But. um, Which irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> but what, like, so. Clearly, one of the reasons why we're here is because of who you are and who you become. And so was it growing up? Right. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a use Naruto as a narrative because I like how you use that as an example of being different and an outcast. So growing, I use Naruto for every example. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that. Between between Deku and Naruto, you can literally write the philosophy on life, I feel like. And, oh, yeah, definitely. Deku was... Uh, one of my hero academia watching Deku like train and do all that was the one thing that motivated me to like start my transitioning, which is weird but true. And so, pre transition, did you know you were transgender growing up? On top of being like, because you already had issues being light skinned, you also you already had issues being a nerd, a black nerd. Did were you also at that point? Did you know? who you were or who you wanted to be or was, or were you still trying to, at that well, point? Um, crazy as it is growing up in Gwinnett County where everything is white and Christian. Very true. Uh, <laughs> I like with sex ed classes and everything, we weren't taught anything out of, out of the Christian norm. Like we were taught man, woman, married babies. That Facts. was it. Fact. If you have sex before you're married, you're going to get AIDS and die. You're going to have cauliflower on your penis. You're going to have blue waffle. Like, that's literally what we were taught. Um, and, it, like, we we had some serious, like, shock, like, like, learnings in high school. Like, I remember when they were teaching us about the effects of smoking. Like, I nearly wanted to throw up, and I still have, like, like trauma after all that. Like, I'm just, I can't be around smokers. I know. Uh-uh. <laughs> your throat. Nope. Pass. Um, oh, so man. growing up, like me and my sister, we, we were considered tomboys. Like we were considered very masculine for little girls growing up. Like, um, our parents would scold us like, Oh, don't do that. That's not cute. If you wear this outfit, you won't be cute. If you style your hair like this, it won't be cute. If you talk like this, it won't be cute. And I, I think it's really funny because, of course, like now me and my sister were grown. She's she's cis. She's straight. Um, she's still a tomboy. I don't know. She uh, she's her. She's who she is. Me, however, <laughs> I fully transitioned. I'm not the little girl I was growing up. Um, and we've actually talked about this cause she was like, I don't understand. Like we both were tomboys. Like when we were younger, like what happened? We both went through the same trauma. We both like experienced the same issues with our dad and like growing up, like what, what happened? Like what changed? And I'm like, nothing changed. I just, 
you learn you learn things outside of what you learned from high school. Like you learn like it's not just man, woman, married babies. Like it's right. It's a whole spectrum of things. Like it's a whole like you are not obligated to stick with the man, woman, married babies. Like you can you can do whatever you want. Like you can live your life however you want. You can do what makes you happy. Isn't that crazy? Like <laughs> it's wild. So graduating from high school, I well, first of all, in high school, I kind of like admitted like, hey, I think I may like girls. Like <laughs> because we I remember we got this new like exchange student and she was like visibly gay and we all knew it and i was just like yo she's actually kind of cute like you know uh." and i remember me and my friends were talking and i was like you guys i have something to admit but i look at everybody's butts sometimes (laughs) (laughs) and they're just like oh that's okay we do too and i'm like oh okay cool so it's not okay cool so i'm not gonna get like mobbed outside of the school right like y'all aren't gonna come after me pitchforks and everything and then of course like that exposure, you know, you can choose to explore it a little bit more. Yeah. And so uh, my first convention, no, it wasn't my first convention. It was something, I I went to some convention and uh, I met somebody and I was like, oh yeah, like you're really pretty. And they're just like, oh, well, by the way, like I may not look it, but I identify as a male. And I was just like, you can do that? (laughs) What? (laughs) wait, what? That's the thing. And like, I remember like having a whole, like in the middle of a hallway, like class about like gender and sexuality. And I was just like, what? This is a thing. Like what? what? You're telling me that I can like be gender fluid and I could dress like a guy and a girl and just live my life. Like normally, like you're telling me that I could, like guys and girls and live my life like it was it was mind-blowing and for the longest time like of course I was like okay I'm gonna identify as gender fluid like I'm just gonna take things slow I'm gonna um just like male and female and in between and just you know call it a day and then of course as you know, days go by, weeks go by, months go by, years go by. I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm not, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this about myself. I don't like this. And you just kind of like pinpoint it to a point where you're comfortable. Right. And eventually it was, it was a day where I was just like, yo, don't call me they, them anymore. Like it's strictly he, him. I can't, I don't like they, them. Just please he, him. And everybody was just like, okay, all right, that's fine. And then I remember New Year's last year, uh, my dad, my brother, my sister, and I, we sat in IHOP. We rose hell because we were all yelling at each other (laughs) and like like pretty much throwing everything out on the table, like getting, you know, shit out on the table. And I was just like, you know what? 2018, I'm not playing around anymore. I'm going to start my transitioning. Never, I was just like, okay. And my dad was just like, okay, well, you know, you tell me what all you need and I'll, you know, I'll give it to you. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need that uh, insurance information because uh, <laughs> your boy's about to get some work done. 
and <laughs> that comes back later in the year because it it didn't end well. But <laughs> uh, so here I am, man. Honestly, uh, after starting my hormone therapy and getting my titters chopped off, I've I've never been better. Honestly, I like. It may not seem like that big of a deal, but doing that hottest men in anime strip show, like that's that's something that I never thought I would ever, 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 ever do, especially this early in my transition. Like I doing that is like a huge accomplishment for me. Like I've never felt more confident in my entire life. Like Doing that, I I still can't believe that I did it, and I still can't believe that I placed second. Like I, I I never thought I would ever do that in my entire life, but I did, and I did. I got second. Like, <laughs> and you know, for those who don't know, watching or listening to watching this, and then later on listening to this, for those who don't know, so me and King Kids were raised basically on the same Southern Bible thumping curriculum. You know, it was, you know. Not only was um, any kind of sexual identification other than sexual or gender identification other than hetero shunned in the black community for so many reasons beyond, you know, before and beyond our generation. But being in the South, it was also just as taboo, maybe more so. You know, um, you know I always used to hear things like, you know, black people, we got enough to worry about you know, without having to police up our own for homosexuality or, you know, anything, you know, or bisexuality. It, yeah, <laughs> just pray on it or, oh, you know, oh, I, or, you know, you know, kids would come out to their parents and then they would take them to church. <laughs> it was like right. this. That was my biggest fear going, like, coming out to my mom. I was crying and I was just like, I just want to let you know that. And it's so crazy because people think, you come out to your parents and everything's going to be fine. Or you come out to your parents and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I came out to my parents five times, y'all. Like, five <laughs> times. Like, I came out to them when uh, I was questioning my gender. Came out to them when I identified as gender fluid. Came out to them when I was questioning my trans uh, transitioning. Came out to them when I officially <laughs> decided that I was trans, <laughs> that I wanted to like get my titties chopped off, and then I came out to them when I got a girlfriend. Like, it is stressful. It is tiring because, like, and and the thing is, is like, it's never. I can never predict it. I can never predict their reactions because, yeah. like, half the time my dad will be like, "Okay, that's fine. I love you," and then the other half of the time he'll be like, "I don't accept this." And then of course my mom is just like, "Okay, that's fine. Everything's going to be okay." And then the other half is just like, uh, 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 she won't even like talk to me." <laughs> like when I told her about my transitioning on New Year's, I was crying. And um she was like, "Why are you crying?" And I was like, "I don't want to go to church." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me to go to church. I don't want to go to church. And she's like, no, I don't even go to church. And I was like, I know, but, like, you're religious. Like, you suddenly came out of nowhere listening to, like, Christian podcasts in the car. I, I was scared. Like, I don't I don't know what to do. Like, I was so scared that she was going to, like, take me to church camp or something. Oh, no, not but the camp. But everything was fine. Or everything was, everything was fine last year on this day. Like, New Year's Eve, everything was fine. But then everything just slowly downgraded 
And now I'm going to have to like repeat what I had to do last year and talk to everybody about it. So <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. No. Yeah. It's, you know, we come from a, we come from a very, um, man, we come from a very strict, non-accepting background. Um, Mm-mm. you know, black, people- I can't even tell my grandma, literally, literally my siblings told me not to tell my grandma about my transitioning until she, or well, actually no. Cause they were just like, just wait. So she'll, she'll pass. Are, are you, are you seeing your, you're not seeing her today. Are you? Because she's going to look at you and be like, mm. well, Thanksgiving, I did see everybody or yeah. not everybody. My cousins are accepting. Yeah. My cousins, they're, you know, around my age, they're just like, whatever, cool. You're fine. My, I, apparently my dad told all of his siblings that I was transitioning and I had transitioned and all this stuff. So, of course, like, showing up at the house on Thanksgiving, they all kind of looked at me like, oh, this is real, huh? Like, oh, you, oh, oh okay. Wow. <laughs> my grandma, however, didn't notice a thing. Oh, really? She was just like, come here, give me a kiss. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> On my mom's side, I don't think anybody noticed either because my mom's family has been around, you know, supporting her for breast cancer and all that stuff and, like, just, you know, make sure she's good. So they've been seeing me a lot. <laughs> But I, I noticed, like, her sister did look at me funny when I came down the stairs the first time that she saw me. She was just like, huh. You walk different. Uh, like, <laughs> you walk different. Why? 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 why well, she's walking different. All right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not telling anybody. I'm just going to let it happen. Just, you know, y'all see me. Y'all see me how you see me. It's not even going to be a big deal. Like. And everybody, everybody's just like, yeah, don't, don't tell me, Ma, because she's very two-faced. Like, she'll be like, it's okay. But as soon as you turn her back, she's going to be like, what in the goddamn fuck? Like, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to. I love it. I'm going to just stay back. That's and you know, and that's, that's what I said, you know, before I started transitioning. I was like, I'm going to do my own thing. And, like, y'all can hop on the train and, you know, start calling me Kitsu and he, him. But just so you know, in the future, y'all gonna be looking stupid as fuck calling me she when I got like a whole ass beard on my on my face. So that's gonna happen. <laughs> so we're gonna so we're gonna we're gonna um, transition a little bit here with the questions. Um, no pun intended. So I was about to say <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> I just thought about that. Like, oh man. So what this is my question to you is growing up how you grew up, growing up uh, growing up with the family that you have, growing up with the stigmas that your culture has, both cultures, actually. Cause you know, and, you know, and, and in all due respect to you and your family and you know, your other half, white people aren't that accepting either. So, you know, growing up with that. What makes you so confident now versus before? Because you said you're more confident now. Uh, I like honestly, I learned that like family is family, mm-hmm. but depending on who they are, it's not that deep. Yeah, like I I've known people for three years now that would like be my ride or die, that I can depend on more than I can depend on my dad. Like, honestly, my dad has let me down so many times <laughs> and I could, I could like, I could be like, yo pops, like, can you just, I don't know, take my car to get some, get, put some gas in it. 
here's a 20 and he would be like i got sidetracked and i did something else i forgot to get you gas i could like give a 20 to like my best friend sean and he'd be like i got you like i'm gonna add an extra five dollars to that you know and and having those types of people like on my back like that like to have my back like that is just it's uplifting in general like i i could lose my family which practically honestly like that that happened this this previous year yeah. like it, it's happened there was a time where i wasn't talking to my sister i wasn't talking to my brother i wasn't talking to my dad i was i wasn't talking to anybody in my close family and all i had were you know my friends and it, it's so crazy because the thing that started this uh silence between my family was my dad he before my surgery he uh he was texting me he was just i was like i just want to see y'all before i went up to boston and he's like why are you going to boston and i'm like for my surgery and he was like what surgery and i'm like boy you know what surgery like <laughs> you know of course he he went off and he's like i don't like this i'm losing my daughter like how could you do this to me like your feelings don't matter and yada 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 i'm i'm not okay with this and i'll never be okay with this and i was i didn't even respond back i was just like damn that's why i'll click and and it's so crazy because my surgery i had i had my friend who i met through tumblr <laughs> of five years and his fiance in the hospital with me. They let, they let me stay with them the entire week. Um, I had Jen who commuted like two hours early before she had to go to work because the place where I was staying was like an hour away from where she worked. So she had to leave. She had to wake up at like four, four or 5 a.m every morning because she was staying with us and she would leave from work and commute like two hours back to where it was every day hmm. before and after my surgery. And then of course I had, I had people come and visit and, and I'm just like, that's so crazy because my dad didn't even text me before or after the surgery to make sure that I was okay. My mom did, but it was very short-ended, like, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, yeah, I'm good. And, you know, my sister did, but it it wasn't the same as, you know, my girlfriend, who I've only been dating, I don't even know, let's see, August, April, May, June, July, August, like five months. A girlfriend who I've only been dating for five months was doing so much just to be by my side yeah. through that whole healing process. And I think, I, like, honestly, like, I think that's a huge middle finger to my dad because that was one of the things that he brought up. He, he was like, I can't believe you could trust a therapist. Like, he, he was upset. He was like, I can't believe you would trust a therapist to give you the go on this. I can't believe you would... Uh, put trust in people that you met over the internet like these aren't your real friends and yada 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 and i'm just like and yet they're doing so much to make sure that i'm okay and you can't even text or call like so what's the truth like and that's the thing too because like if you have those people around you that 
you know love you and you love them back, like everything's gonna be okay. And those people don't have to be fam family. Like I I still respect my dad. He's done a lot to, you know, raise us and to get us in his custody after, you know, a tragic past. I do respect him all, but he's he has no right to speak out of line on my happiness. Like he can't determine what makes me happy. Like, yes, you've raised me, but there's some things that you don't know because you're my dad. And, you know, just like there's some things that I don't know about him. Yeah. Like we all have our secrets and we all get to choose what uh, certain people want to know or deserve to know. And I feel like, I feel like it's kind of messed up because, you know, graduating high school, one of the traumatizing things that he did was he suddenly, you know, decided to dip mm. like when we needed him the most. Like, like growing out of high school, you're supposed to be learning about getting a proper job, going to college, like taxes, credit, all that stuff. He didn't he didn't teach us any of that. He straight up dipped, moved to California, married somebody half his age and started a new family. That was it. So that left a mark on, you know, me, my brother, my sister. And he thinks that that's the whole root of me transitioning. But I'm just like, nah, fam, that gain has been there. Like, <laughs> like, nah, like, it's been been there. So, and I think it's so messed up because he's just like, how could you do this to me? Like, I don't get a say in your happiness. And I'm just like, bitch, you moved across the country for your happiness. Like, yeah. I'm just getting my titties removed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, so, so yeah, that's, that's just something that I think is wild. But it's just important to have those people to support you around to help you build that confidence mm -hmm. that you need in a time like this. So has your idea of what it takes to be a man changed based on your experiences that you've had with men? Uh, not really. No, I, I've never, I never thought had like a thought process of like what it takes to be a man. Like <laughs> I never really, I never really thought about that. And I think it's so crazy. Cause like working at Victoria's secret, I have a lot of like, you know, men customers come up to me and like ask me for help. I've had several people show me their girlfriend's nudes and it, it's so crazy. Cause like some of these guys shopping, they, they won't even hold like the underwear that they pick out for the, their girlfriends. Like they'll have me hold it, which makes no <laughs> sense. Um, and you know, like, like working at Victoria's secret, like I'm always thinking like, damn, this guy has like some really fragile masculinity. Like, Oh, like, I wonder what they're thinking about me working here. And I'm just like, honestly, like, I don't care. Like, and you know, and I, I feel like, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, to, I'm sorry to interject, but you know what? That's, and that's the thing too. You have unique position because, you know, you've been able to see the world from both sides. Not many people have that. And so, you know, for me, that it's for me, what you would call fragile masculinity, I would call normal. And maybe and and that's the thing is like and that that's the great debate is you know is it is it men being men or is it men being taught how to be a man wrong? Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's that yeah. Ladder, dude. It's the yeah. Ladder, yeah, and so yeah, 
Go ahead. My brothers, none of them have an issue going into Victoria's Secret, picking out some underwear and bras for their ladies and like holding it. They're like, this is for my chick. I'm proud of this shit. Look at this shit. I'm by my woman. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. And I mean, like, I, I mean, I know men who won't buy pads, who won't buy lingerie, who won't buy, you know, underwear. Like, you know, that's not me, but I was raised by a single mom with two sisters under me so like i didn't have that option i'm the oldest of five two being girls so i didn't have the option of just not being you know with hip with the you know hip with the times and up with the program as my mom would say you know i mean so i'm but i don't know like it's 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 interesting for you to be able to see you know coming for you to be able to see both sides of, of the of the field so to speak you know and then you know being a guy and then looking at other men and being like, well, why do you act like this? And for them, it's been programmed since literal birth. This is how a man is supposed to be. But for you, that's never been the case. And so it's like yeah. you have a you, you have a more unique position on that. It's interesting. And like honestly, honestly, like growing up, like I always, I was always like, oh my god, I can't wait to get a husband and like you know work and support me and my family. And like growing up, I'm just like, damn, that's kind of boring, huh? Yeah. And I have I have like coworkers who who are just like that. Like I have a lot of coworkers who are like I'm married with two kids. Like I don't need this job. My man like pays for everything. Like this is just like, you know, something to keep me occupied, something to, like bring a little extra money to the table. I'm like that's cool. Like I feel like we all have our lifestyles and all that stuff. Like that's dope or whatever. I honestly think it's a privilege like for you to just get married and have your guy pay for everything. But I feel like for me, like it should be like more equal, like balanced out mm. type. Um, like me and Jen, we go we go head to head. Like we'll be like, okay, like I got this meal. Okay, you got this meal. Like I'll help pay for your plane ticket. Like I'll help do this. Like I help do that. Like we'll plan everything and whatnot. Like it's like, but also like I'm a Libra, so I like that balance. Like <laughs> I go for that balance. Like go to. Um, Wait, you say you're a Libra. But I, yeah. Oh. Now there's two Libras up in here. What you gonna oh, do? Oh man. <laughs> those people. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I feel like I definitely feel like it should be more equal, like the whole masculine, feminine. Like I feel like every every guy should have a feminine side and every girl should have a masculine side. Like I feel like it shouldn't be like this whole like Oh, the women come home and stay in the kitchen while the men go out and work and, you know, support the family. Like, definitely not the 1920s anymore, so. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely agree. So, we're going to jump. So, I want to jump into society's view on you real quick. (laughs) I'm a minister. (laughs) According to the government, I don't exist. (laughs) So... When so when society saw you as a woman, was it harder for you then, or is it as e- and is it easier for you now that society sees you as a man? So about that, <laughs> um, I definitely got more benefits looking more feminine, mm-hmm. which is crazy because um, when. I was debating on my gender fluidness and like transgender. Um, I was just like, okay, let me spend the entire year of 2016 being the baddest bitch that I can, you know, like, let me like try to get into the waters and like get heated. Like, let me actually like see if this is a coping mechanism. Let me see if like, 
this is really my thing. So of course, like 2016, that was when I did like the baddest cause like Lady Loki, like the Flareon, uh, mm-hmm. Black Lady, just like titties up in the air, makeup on point, lace fronts, all that stuff. And it was nice. Like everybody was like, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. Like you're amazing. Like, like let me be your sugar daddy. Like, <laughs> let me open the like, Oh my God, let me open the door for you. Like it was cool and all, but for me, it just, it wasn't me. Like, yeah. Like personally, I was just like, yeah, this is cool and all, but this is not what I want in my life. Like, this is not it. It's not it. Mm. And then, of course, transitioning. I haven't really had, like, I've had a few experiences. Like, I know at one time I was harassed on my birthday weekend at a bar for going to the men's room. Uh, this dude was, like, harassing me. Like, oh, you just went to the bathroom? And I was like, yeah. And they're just like, you went to the men's room? And I'm like, yeah. They're just like, nobody gave you hard time? And I'm like, no. It's like, I just think it's funny. And I'm like, why are you asking me about my bathroom trip, guy? Like, <laughs> what do you want? And he's like, oh, no, no. I just, I, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's chill, bro. It's chill. And I'm like, okay. And then he was like, so nobody questioned you? And I'm like, dog. Like, <laughs> and, and like, really, I feel like everybody's experience is how you approach it. Like, yeah. yes, it made me really uncomfortable. Yes, I really wanted to pop shit off. But... I was outnumbered by white people, black people ratio. So I knew it wouldn't end well. But I, in situations like that, I handle it like, well, what if I did have a penis? Like, what if I was a cis dude? Like, how would a cis dude handle the situation of another cis dude questioning him about the bathroom? You want to hold my dick, bro? You want to? Yeah. Like, just straight up, yeah. like, the next time I go, you want to just, you know, hold my hand the entire time? Because, you know, if you if you lonely like that, I got you. My girlfriend's, I got to ask her first. But, you know, I got you. you wanna hold, we can poop together. Like, you know, <laughs> handle it, like, as if you were born how you wanted to be born. Yeah. And that that does make things uh, ten times easier because, you know, at work, I got, I got a bun. I always wear a bun. So people come up behind me like, uh, ma'am. And when I turn around, they get a little confused. And usually usually they'll correct themselves like, oh, sir, I mean, sir. And I'm like, okay. But like if they say miss again, I'll be like, okay, I know I got a baby face, but come on. It can't be that bad. Like, please call me sir. And people will be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and that's that's how I find it easier to cope with, like, the misgendering, whatever. Like, if you handle it, like, as if you were born a cis male, like, yeah. it makes things easier. Um, but of course, like, <laughs> after transitioning, it's definitely, it personally, it's felt better or I felt better about yeah. myself personally. Like, do I miss the benefits of having my titties up to my chin? Not really. No. <laughs> do I miss the benefits of having guys like open doors for me and kiss my toes and stuff? No, not yes, really. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 That's after yeah. dark. We'll say that for after dark. We'll say that for after dark. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a whole other uh, show. <laughs> I remember one time when I was Lady Loki, I had dropped like a business card, and I was like, "Oh no!" And I like went to reach for it, and like three dudes came 
running to pick up this card for me, and I was like, ha, ha, mid are weak. Oh, wow. <laughs> shot, like. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, you, hey, leave us alone, all right? Leave us alone. Leave us alone. I know, uh, me, me and my coworker, we're, we're both trans boys, and we say that, all, like, we sh- shit talk men all the time. We're just like, man, men ain't shit. Like, man, men men can't do shit for themselves. Like, uh, but we're still going to take these testosterone shots and become a man ourselves. Like, <laughs> we always talk smack with just like that. And so the fears that you had, the fears that you had before your transition, you know, the sexual harassment, potential assault, stalkers, you know, just creepy people screenshotting your pictures and masturbating to them uh, in secret. What? Yeah. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Do you have those same fears now? Or is it because well, now you're... Now that you bring it up. <laughs> well, I... I, I it, Hey, I'm just go, I'm I'm putting I'm just being real. Those are those are things. Uh, but no, like as a do you you know as you know as a as a you know as a man, like 100 percent. Like we don't have to walk around the street and worry about being snatched like Nainers does. Like does that you know like do you do you still have those fears or like I are they still in the back? Done, I carry on me, bro. What you talking? I about? mean, but you. I mean, but let's. But but but. <laughs> But what I'm saying is the odds of me and Kitsu being snatched. Well, once they turn him around after they see the ponytail, you know, oh <laughs> like the odds of us being snatched, harassed, it's not as high, you know, like the. I, I do have some fears. Like, I do have a fear that, like, me and my girlfriend are going to be out one day and, like, somebody's going to, like, hit on her and I'm be like, hey, back up, fam. And I'm gonna be like, who the fuck is this twink gay looking ass nigga? Like? And I won't be able to like, you know, <laughs> say anything because this dude's like 5'11 and I'm 5'4 and, you know, I'm a twig and he's like straight up like beepy. Like that is one of my biggest fears. Like, but like I said before, I'm sure my girlfriend would have my back. Like, and defend me and all that for honor and all that crap. Um, the whole uh, masturbating the pictures, I, I'm kind of worried about that one. Um, but I, I did notice that, like, there is, I know, well, before Tumblr became became Christianized, um, there was, like, a tag for, like, yeah, there was a tag for, um, like, trans boys and apparently that's like a whole ass fetish i didn't know about that mm-hmm. um but i honestly like i'm not worried about that if you beat meat to my pictures you owe me a christmas gift you owe me money like that's all i'm gonna say about that like mm. <laughs> you owe me for the inconvenience um i don't i don't, honestly i really don't have any any other fears like i I'm chilling. Like I know my life gets crazy. I I know something is bound to happen. Right. But I feel like I can handle certain situations accordingly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But I I I rather not live my life in fears. I rather you know look forward to like the benefits of living my life the happiest that I can. Right. And so and that's a Libra quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Among other ones like crazy. So do people treat you better 
And I asked, and I asked this because, and I asked this because, like, I know, I know the plight that women face. Like I said, I was raised by a single mom. I have two sisters. You know, <clears throat> most of my friends growing up were female, so I know you got, you know, you know. So I know they, you know, I know you, you've been catcalled. I know you've been verbally harassed, maybe even physically harassed. Like, but now that people see you as a man, do you feel like you get treated better? Or, I mean... Honestly, like, <clears throat> I I don't see a difference. No? I really don't. Um, like, honestly, Kitsu is Kitsu, and everybody... I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but everybody loves Kitsu. Like, everybody loves, like, the person that I am, even if they don't know me. Yeah. Um, like, dealing with customers um, at Victoria's Secret is just kind of like a come-and-go, like... Oh yeah, the guy with the purple hair, like he was really funny. He helped me out. Yada yada yada. Move on with your life. And I always, I always tell people this that like, if somebody offends you, like, this is something that I learned from one of my my friends. Because um, one time, a waitress called me ma'am, and I got really upset about it. And like, she was just like, "Kitsu, bro, like, don't get upset about that because you don't know her. Like, you don't. That is a complete stranger. You will not." You, that's not your friend. You're not going to see her again unless you come to exact place at the same time on a different day on her shift. Like, you don't know her. Like, you can't get bent out, out of shape over a stranger's, you know, miscommunication. Right. And that's how it is all the time. Like, whenever a customer calls me miss, it hurts, but I just water off a duck's back. Like, yeah, I move on. Like, and so I haven't seen any any difference in the way that people are treating me like um i'm trying to think of any examples like i really can't i nothing has changed honestly like everybody thinks it's a big deal like, oh like as soon as you transition like everybody's gonna look at you normally or differently everybody's gonna like you know bully you yada 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 but like really like nothing it's not that bad hmm. it really isn't and so, have you faced any discrimination towards yourself from anybody, either in real life or online, because you made your transition? Outside of um, family. I'm trying to think outside of college. Besides, like, my family. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, n- no, no, no. I'm trying to think, no. There was this one coworker. Um, it, this is a really funny story, but it's, like, kind of messed up. So I have a coworker who is a trans boy. His name is Angel, and he he's been transitioning longer than I have. So he's more he's more passing than I am. He's just like shorter than me, right? <laughs> which throws everybody off. Um, and we got this new seasonal coworker who <laughs> she pulled me into the back sock room and was like, "Kitsu, I need to talk to you about something." I'm like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's up, girl? Like, what's wrong?" And she's like, "I'm so mad," and I'm like. Why? And she's like, did you know that Angel wasn't a boy? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, what do you like? What do you mean? He is a guy. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, he's he's not a guy. And I'm like, yes, yes, he is. He is a guy. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I don't like where this conversation is going because, hey, guess who you're talking to? Yeah. And she's like, he's like, no, 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 like he is a guy, but he he was born a girl, and he's he's trying to turn into a guy, and I'm like, oh, 
man. Like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. And I'm like, well, why does that bother you? Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, well, I, I'm married, I know, but like angels are really cute. And, you know, I just like, he doesn't have a penis. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> why does that bother you? Like, what, what does that, what does that have to do with your lifestyle? What does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with your everyday life? Like, what, what, <laughs> girl, what? And. She was just like, I just, like, it, it. I'm just so mad about it. And I'm just like, I was about to go in. I was about to be like, well, <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> but another coworker came in and I was just like, all right, I'm going to walk away from this one. Like, So we all decided not to tell her about me being trans and yeah. just to see how it goes. <clears throat> and I'm just like, if her view changes, like... I'm going to pop shit off, but you know, nothing has changed yet. So yeah, we'll see on that one. <laughs> and so I feel like this is a stupid question. Maybe not, but do you do people have people or do you think people will hold you to the same expect like the same emotional, uh, masculine expectations that they hold to other men? Or do you feel like you might, succumb to some of those expectations what'd you know about so like you remember how you said like you know oh well you know if my girl gets hit on and then like you know this big old dude comes hit on my girl and like here i am this you know scrawny twig dude you know like do you do you do you feel like you know do you feel like society will try and put you under the same like oh men shouldn't cry type shit you know oh you need oh. to look like because you're a man you need to look like this you need to look like that like has anybody ever approached you like well now that you're you know now that you're you know now that now that you're you know you, you know now that you're you know you fully transitioned you need to look like this you need to start acting like that you know you need to you know oh no the the worst that I've gotten it's not even the worst it's just like my coworkers like. Hey, can you lift these heavy boxes for me now that you got muscles? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I don't mind. I need to work out. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but really, really how, you know, my lifestyle, how I want it to be pretty much how any transgender boy's lifestyle wants it to be is us to be treated like normal cis boys. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah. needs to know about our past. Nobody needs to know about what what we have in our pants. Like, we want to be treated like normal ass people. And if somebody, if I'm crying and somebody's just like, dude, why are you crying? Like you're a guy. I'm a pop shit. I'll be like, boy, we all got emotions. Let me just get mine out right now. Like, baby, <laughs> like get out my face. Like, you know, like I would treat it like any other normal guy day, I guess, unless it's not normal for guys to, cry over Mickey Mouse pastries because that's what that's, I did the other week. That's not that's not normal at all. Listen, not, you leave me alone. I'm sorry, that's no. not that's not a thing. <laughs> like, like even you by emotional man standards, that's definitely not a thing. Uh, Listen, we all cried when Mufasa died and we all gonna cry again just in H D and four K. That's that's different. That's Mufasa. You talk about cookies. Like Disney is Disney. No, you talk about cookies. <laughs> 
no, no, I can't. I can't let you have that. I'll let you have everything else, but you're not gonna be crying over no cookies. Like that's not what we do around here. Like it wasn't a cookie; it was cheesecake. Oh my god! <laughs> you was crying. Were you crying because it tastes good, or were you crying? Be- like what was you crying about? It was beautiful. It was just made so perfectly and beautiful. And and, and that was- and that brought you to tears. Yes, because, okay, listen, I was in the moment. I never thought that I would ever be that close to Disney World. I never thought I would ever see something that I saw on TV and eat it. Okay. And it was a long drive. It was a good eight-hour drive to Orlando. <laughs> you cried. I was tired. What? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Cheesecake. I love that. So, so what, what understandings do you have now that you've been able to see both sides, you know? Um, both genders suck equally. (laughs) Touche. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We all have our problems. I just hate people. I just, I hate people. I feel like. You are who you are, and you need to mind your business and stay in your lane unless it's called for, like, all in all. And having emotions is human. It's just human. And, hey, guess what? We all are human. Like, damn, that's wild. (laughs) (laughs) So have your insecurities changed at all? Um, They've gotten better. I do, like, ever since I started dating Jen, I've noticed a lot of my insecurities, especially when it comes to, like, other guys. I'm just like, oh, damn, you could leave me for that person in a heartbeat, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's wild. Like, <laughs> like I know, I know um, in the beginning of our relationship, I was just like, dang, you could, like, actually find you, like, dick dick and leave me for it. Like, that's one of my insecurities. Like, that's something that I'm scared of. Like, dick you dick. dick dick. <laughs> Some dick, <laughs> some dick, dick. He says, "I like that." <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, some dick, dick. So okay, so wait, that goes back to my that goes back to my question about like you know masculinity standards. Like, so I mean, like that that is a thing. Like men, I you know men do feel that way. Like we you know when we get a woman, you know, and we like we're not as we're not as muscular as this guy. You know, we're not as good looking or don't dress as well as that guy. You know what I mean? Like, that is an insecurity that we have. Like, don't think other men don't worry about dick dick. Because we do. <laughs> you know, we look at ourselves in the more after the shower and be like, she bad. Like, she could definitely leave me for some dick dick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like there's a bigger dick out there. Like, that's that's definitely a thing, you know? And so, yeah, I mean... But no, that's that's funny. I like how you said that. Dick, yeah, dick. like that was that was the beginning of the relationship. Of course, like after time passes, you're just like, dang, okay, so you won't leave me for some dick, dick. That's cool. So that's you, reassuring. so yeah, so you okay. when you, when you were recovering from your surgery, you were back in Atlanta, right? Uh, I stayed a week in Boston and then eventually came da- back down. So when she was commuting, she was commuting to and from while you guys were in Atlanta, right? No, no, no. I, I was up in Boston. She's up in Boston. Oh, she's she up lives. in Boston. Okay. Yeah. She lives in Boston, Boston. I was on like an hour outside of Boston. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, for her to do all that commuting, I mean, 
she ain't going nowhere at this point. Dick, dick, or no right. dick, dick. You know, <laughs> like right. her gas money was invested. You know, so, so, um, I'm gonna ask a question that um, one of your one of your followers gave you. Was it hard for you to find a place to belong? Um, and I I, I want to know before and after the transition, and when and if you found it, was it like the things that you'd previously known? Um, okay. I totally had time to think about this question. I did not have time to think about this question. Uh, <laughs> I, I never really like going back to the whole Naruto thing. I never really believed that I had a place to belong, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I always hated people. I like in high school, I was the table hopper. I would like go to like the banners and cheerleaders and then like anime nerds and like the preps and like I would like table hop at lunch be like hey it's me y'all good like I don't I don't really fit in anywhere and that's okay because I feel like I don't like that's just how I am I don't fit in and there's nothing wrong with that I'm just here i guess I, I like i'm just here existing people come to me people leave people come back people stay gone it is what it is that's just how life is um it has been weird trying to find like what i want for my future mm-hmm. especially career wise because like like being transgender you have to go through so much to get to that level of comfort like yes i've started my hormone uh therapy yes i got my titters chopped off but i'm still not comfortable i'm still not in that spot that i want to be i want to get my name changed of course and i would like to work out my body a little bit more of course so i'm not quite there yet um and then of course getting there takes time but it also slows down my whole life process because of course i don't want to apply to any new jobs under my birth name i want to wait until my name actually changes like i don't want to go to school until my name changes right like um i don't want to become anything professional until i get my name changed of course and is it because you have a uh, I get, well, you have a girl's name. Is that what that is? That why? Yeah, like it's a it's called a dead name, um, which is like your birth name or whatever, yeah. and it costs three hundred dollars to change it. So, <laughs> and every time I get that money, it goes to something else, like my car or yeah. like a medical bill or something. So I get it. It's just it's it's hard. It's like um, teachers take a role. It's like Susan, and then you're like present, and they're like, what? Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, and I'm I'm at that point where I'm already getting odd looks. Like I know, um, I know uh, for Holiday Matsuri, my hotel reservation was under my name, mm-hmm. and I had called. Um, I forgot what I was asking. Oh, because the card that I had um, reserved it under got. I turned it off because I noticed some weird transactions going on. And I had to like reboot my whole card system. So I was calling and I was asking like, okay, is it okay to like pay with a different card? And they're just like, oh, well, is she going to like bring in her, her card and her ID? And I'm just like, it's me. Like, <laughs> I'm the one who made the reservation. Yes, I'm going to be bringing in my ID and my card. So it was, it was just like really weird. And then of course, when I went to go get a new card, 
I went to the bank and they're just like, you're getting the new card under this name. And I'm just like, yes, that's me. Like, here's my ID. And of course my ID (laughs) is a picture of me when I was 18 years old. Oh man. So things are starting to get a little bit awkward with that whole part of my life. And I'm just like, I'm ready to change my name and like get a new picture on my ID, honestly. So hopefully that'll be happening soon for the new year. So based on everything you've been through, right? As hard as you ride for your fellow colored people, do you feel like in any way we failed you? based on our stereotypes, our stigmas, our prejudices. Oh, like like being uh transgendered and then of course like people of color not really believing in that? Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. No. Um I haven't been exposed to any of that. I've heard stories uh, from friends, of course, um but with most things, with, you know, anybody on this cursed planet, um, the only thing that we can do to make things better is educate, talk and educate. Don't just attack, get bitter, get mad. It, things can be solved like Naruto again with a simple <laughs> conversation and understanding and, you know, education. Right. Which is what I, I always tell people, like, especially when it comes to, like, race facing and all that stuff. Like, don't just attack and get mad all that stuff. And it's so crazy because somebody recently posted on my Aizawa picture on Facebook and was just like, oh, it's so weird seeing this guy in a dress. And people were just like, why do you think it's weird? Da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> it costs you zero whole sense to, like, you know, shut up and move on. Yeah. And then, of course, somebody just out of the blue was like, well, Kitsu is trans, is a trans male, and he could do whatever he wants, and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, you could have not brought that up. <laughs> you could have just said Kitsu can do whatever he wants. And then, of course, like, the guy's like, oh, this guy's a transgender? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And then, of course, that led up to one thing. And then, of course, all my friends, instead of, like, talking to him, they're just like, man, you look like a foot. Shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, like, it, things could have gone so much better if I had deleted the comment in the first place. Like, yeah. if nobody would have said anything. And now one of my friends is Facebook banned for, like, three days. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook down for three days for calling a white guy a foot. So, <laughs> and so you said you like to test yourself. You said you like to all you know. You like to push yourself. Was your transition thus far your biggest test? Oh God, no, no. Um, huh. I mean, I wouldn't. It's not. Oops, sorry, it's not really a test. It or you know, a test for my capabilities. Like, I'm not a Tashi out here, like, questioning my strength and killing my entire family. <laughs> uh, for me, it was, it was like, I don't even know what the word for it is, but I just remember, like, the night before, I was just like, I'm a chicken out. Like, I'm totally going to chicken out. Like, I'm going to, like, you know, there's going to be that voice in the back of my head saying, like, you're doing this wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really want this. Like, 
you're going to regret this, yada, yada, yada. But really, that's just probably anxiety and depression talking because I don't regret anything and I don't, right. I absolutely don't regret anything, especially with like, you know, my family not really treating me the same way. Still don't regret it. Yeah. Like, don't regret it at all. Um, like I said, I'm living the happiest life that I can right now. And if I, if I test anything, it's going to be my ability of creativity because I feel like I'm so caught up in work. Right. I'm so caught up in my emotions, depression, anxiety that I feel like I don't craft as much as I used to. And, and now I'm just like, okay, I definitely want to be like more motivated to, you know, see what I can accomplish and see what I can motivate other people to accomplish as well. But would you say like, as far as what I meant by test is like, as far as like testing, testing yourself to be your true self, to be who you wanted to be. Oh yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't really need to do that anymore. I feel, I feel very confident on who I am as a person. I'm not, I'm not questioning myself anymore. Like I am who I am. I know who I am. Um, I still kind of want to go to therapy about it though, like just to make sure <laughs> that that's probably a test. Like, should I go back to therapy? Cause you know, therapy was something that helped me, you know, make that decision of transitioning. Um, Cause of course my stepmom's like, Oh, you need to go to therapy to work out your past trauma and your, you know, your issues and all that. Just to make sure, you know, you're not having a coping mechanism, yada, yada, yada. Right. And so, of course, I did, and I honestly learned more than what I thought I would learn, and it, it was really helpful. Um, and I do want to go back now that I'm in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. and pretty much, like, I have only been exposed to, like, really toxic relationships. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to make sure that I'm doing this absolutely correct. Like, I want to make sure that it's me who's loving my girlfriend unconditionally and I'm not questioning anything. Like I feel like I'm roasting her too much at times. Like, <laughs> like I feel like that's not a, really a good way to show love. Like, So, you know, I definitely want to go back there for you just to make sure that, you know, that is me and not something else. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, with all, with the anxiety and the depression that you have, with everything that you faced, which you know, considering everything that you've been through from birth till now, when you look in the mirror, do you see, do you still see the person you were, or do you now see the man you're trying to be, or do you see both? I kind of see both. First of all, I don't look into the mirror because I dissociate like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But secondly, like, I just, I, I definitely see a happier Kitsu. Right. Definitely see that. No question about it. Um, But also at the same time, I kind of wish those close to me, aka family, would see that too. Because everybody thinks that, like, Oh, you're still like, you know, depressed. You're still suicidal. Like all this is still, you know, negative energy in your life, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, y'all, y'all don't see what I'm seeing. Like y'all don't see this confident person. Y'all don't see that I actually like am managing to keep a job 
and I'm not letting depression get to me and telling me to quit. Y'all, y'all aren't saying that I'm actually like in a happy, committed relationship. Y'all aren't saying that I'm like getting out the house and traveling. Like y'all don't see what I'm seeing because I think that's wild. Like right. it, it really is. And that's one thing that affects me is that, you know, people don't see what I'm seeing and it kind of, it, it, um, oh God, my mom's calling me. Um, <laughs> it makes me kind of doubt what I'm seeing because right. I'm just like, well, my family's not seeing what I'm seeing. Like, is this true or so I kind of like have a hard time with that, but I don't let it get to me. All right. Well, no. Almost. Well, yeah, we are. Uh, we are about to actually wrap this up. That was the last question. <laughs> oh, <okay>. so so <laughs> my sister just came in and looked like she was asleep. She's like, <laughs> "Logan, like, are you done?" <laughs> so where are we gonna see you next time, man? Where are we gonna see you at? Um. Well, <laughs> Jennifer is coming to Atlanta uh, this weekend for a New Year's, and we are going to be having a very special. Uh, Voltron goodbye photo shoot mm. and I don't know if, if you recall my very special photo shoots of Voltron but it tends to get depressing <laughs> um, and then for her birthday at the end of January we're going to be attending the Colossicon cruise see how that goes and then of course I'll be at Katsukon oh so I'll see you for my birthday weekend Bet. yes so wait when's, when's, when's Jen's birthday January 25th. Oh, wait. Oh, she's an Aquarius. Ah, oh, that's she why she, That's why she's so devoted. So, that makes sense. Which makes her not as scary as, you know, she seems. But she is a January. Man, let me tell you one quick story. At Holiday Matsuri, she ordered something. And it was supposed to be delivered to our room. It never got delivered. Oh, yeah. Son, Saturday night, she was in the (laughs) lobby with the whole staff and, like, three security guards on hold ready to carry her out. Like, I was, like, ready. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I was like, am I going to have to, like, fight these people from dragging her out? Like, I'm ready. Like, she – I mean, she got her package, but, you know (laughs) – so we will definitely be seeing you at Kat. Well, we look forward to the photo shoot, and then I look forward to seeing you at Katsukon. Um, definitely yes, look forward to Katsukon, seeing you, at which is in less than two months, and I haven't yeah. started on anything. Me neither. <laughs> so, no, but definitely, um, I look forward to that. Thank you for coming on the show and speaking your truth. It's like I told you, it's one of the most important. You are one of the most important people in our in our community in our nerd community um going forward i know there's other transgenders out there um but you're the only one transgenders huh it's offensive to say transgenders oh. you just say trans people trans people excuse me i apologize but <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I know you're you know i you, you, you know there's there there are other trans people out there however you know you are you know as far as this community goes the way you you know ride for this community so hard you are very important. I appreciate you coming on the show. So thank you for that. I appreciate you for having me. Oh no, of course, man. Um, stay on just real quick. I need you to do me a solid, but we're gonna go. We're gonna jump off Facebook. Um, it's Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, King Kitsu, and you guys hey, have a hey. Merry Christmas. We are out of here. <laughs>